now, welcome to the Ray Millennial Show, starring Ray the Millennial. Welcome to the show with your favorite millennial, Ray the Millennial. Now, if any of you guys want to be a guest on the show, send me an email at ray.milleenniel at protonmail.com. That's ray.millennial at protonmail.com. Also, if you want to become a sponsor of the show, send an email to the same place. I got a great gimmick. It's a millennial gimmick. Okay, very effective for marketing. Now, today I want to talk about something that is very near and dear to me. And um, like I said, guys, uh, I'm still in the workforce. I don't uh, plan to release these until I quit my job. Uh, it's interesting. The date today is 4 13 2021. And I wanted to uh, really capture uh, these emotions before I before I leave my job and while I'm in the thick of it. Now, like I said, uh, I worked in the healthcare field for 10 years and five of those years I worked at a uh, hospital. Uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the hospital, but, uh, and at the hospital I worked in surgery for five years. Uh, and surgery is really intense because you're working in a team, um, and all of you have an end goal of, you know, hopefully improving the patient's life uh, by fixing them. And the reason I say it's intense is because uh, all of you are there in a stressful situation. And not only that, your death is very close and present. So those five years have been some of the most uh some of the most valuable to me, they have taught me the value of teamwork and the value of hard work, what it means to be a contributing part of the team, what it means to uh, do your part and to uh, really contribute your skill towards the end goal. Now, this episode is called just over broke the obstacle course now what is what is just over broke j-o-b job right uh this is something that's very near and dear to me um especially uh recently now the argument i'm making today is uh somewhere along the line somewhere along the line craft and income were con were conflated now, I think that's a very deadly mistake. Um, income should not be confused with uh, learning a craft. Income is an exchange of money for labor. Income should not necessarily be your craft, although in some instances it is. Your craft is your calling. It is a skill you wish to master. If you can figure out how to make an income of your craft, then I'd say you figured it out. Now, a good book on this is called Mastery by Robert Greene. Um, like I said, this podcast is just a kiddie pool and throughout the show, I will uh, put in 
references for you guys to look deeper into this subject. Uh, if this show is a kiddie pool, then Mastery is the deep waters. I highly recommend this book. This book was written in 2012. And if you're not familiar with Robert Greene, it's the same person that wrote The 48 Laws of Power. And if you're not familiar with The 48 Laws of Power, I also recommend you read that book. Um, so it's very broad. This subject is very broad because uh, there's people that, have, that are not even in the workforce. There's people that are barely starting out. There's people that have been doing it for 20, 30 years. Um, so like I said, this is just the kiddie pool. Uh, I wish to make the argument that craft and income are separate. Now in mastery, mastery especially makes this argument. Um, but for those of you who are just starting out, you, you hear all the time, chase, uh, chase your passion and the money will follow. That is pretty, pretty standard advice at this point, right? Um, so what Robert Greene argues is, yeah, you should, you should chase your, uh, passion, but in the process, and I quote, you don't want to start off with something too lofty, too ambitious. You need to make a living and establish some confidence. Okay, and I agree with him. Um, it's, again, diversifying your income is a broad subject. I only wish to give tid, uh, tips and tricks here. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is it's good to have all kinds of skills, not just depend on one kind of skill. Um, and that's, you know, that's how you put yourself in a box, right? There's nothing wrong with learning a diversity of skills. There is no shame in cherry picking your battles, just as there is no honor in trying to brute force everything, right? In the workforce, the reality is that hard work is rewarded with more hard work. Um, not my jobs. My jobs were perfect. Okay. I wish them no ill will. Please don't sue me back to the stone age, but your job implements policies on the workers just to see how much you can get away with, uh, over a long enough period of time, these policies become the norm. Okay. They, you know how it starts off? Hey. Let's let, let's all pull together and work through lunch, right? Oh, let, let's all uh, you know, if, if we if we really wanted to, we can knock this out through lunch. Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, okay, uh, let's all you know, in the in the spirit of of teamwork, let's all pull together. Bullshit. Okay, bullshit. Don't let you know little. You give them an inch, they take a mile. Okay. Um. Pretty soon, that becomes a norm. Pretty soon. You're working through lunch. It starts off a couple, maybe maybe once or twice, just to see, just so your uh, your manager can gauge what he can get away with. And I'm not saying, I mean, there's some very good managers out there. I've had some of the best managers, but and I'm not saying they're all ill-intentioned, but on a long enough time frame, it becomes the norm. And pretty soon, every day you're working through lunch, and and it's something that should have never even started that way, right? 
Another example. Oh, hey, let's uh, let's see if uh, so and so can will will work till seven. You want to work till seven? Yeah, earn some extra hours. You earn earn some extra uh, 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 dollars on your paycheck. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Work till seven, and pretty soon seven becomes a norm. What was once a nine to five job becomes a eight to nine job. Okay. Seven becomes seven thirty. Seven thirty becomes nine. And a good example of this is Google. Google has on-site chefs and dry cleaning delivery as a guise of building morality, right? But in reality, they are anchoring you to your desk. Um, I, I think, especially with the internet, guys, um, there is no better time to diversify your income. Now, uh, Mastery talks about this. They, page 268, Robert Greene says, perhaps keeping people and fields of study so rigorously separated can be considered the ultimate ploy of those in power, a version of divide and conquer. Okay, in other words, they're putting you into a box. Dude, don't let anyone put you into a box. Now, I recommend another book called Japanese Proverbs, Wit and Wisdom by David Galef. And it's a, a compilation of, uh, you know, traditional Japanese quotes. And um, I like to read some of those to you. Now, the first one is, there are as many ways of making a living as seeds of grass. Again, diversify your income. There are innumerable ways of making a living on this earth. Break your bones and earn only exhaustion. And this quote argues that sometimes all the effort in the world accomplishes nothing, <laughs> much like this podcast. Uh, another quote, one's art may be one's enemy. And this is a warning against becoming too obsessed. And this goes back to l knowing how to separate your craft from your income, okay? Uh, just think of your job uh, as an exchange of labor for money. And furthermore, uh, if I'm being extreme here, uh, what would happen to you if you were fired tomorrow? You, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound off any alarms here, but um, you have to think in those terms. You have, especially in this day and age, uh, where especially the quarantine has so labeled us as quote unquote essential workers, which really what is essential? I mean, I think it's pretty essential for uh, humans to distract themselves, right? Um, in that case, entertainment becomes essential, going out becomes essential, bartenders become essential. Um, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. You ever read the book Atlas Shrugged by Anne Ryan? Anne Ryan talks about the undesirables. Now, I thought about that when I watched Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, season four, episode nine, has an episode called Child Rick, where, where uh, Rick and Beth build a society from the ground up using... His, uh, his children, you know, I don't spoil alert in case you haven't watched it. And uh, they divide his children into 
doctors, accountants, uh, what lawyers, and one section of society is called undesirables, and these undesirables had DJs, influencers, bartenders. Again, you know, does society mimic art, or does art mimic society? Because now we have quote unquote essential workers in, uh, you know. in society but um look guys um i also want to clear up a myth about getting fired now i don't I, the last thing i want people to think is that their job is the end all be all Oh, you be here uh, 20 years and maybe you get a parking space by the entrance. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody gives a shit about going to meetings for a free sandwich. I can get a free sandwich on my own time. Nobody cares about that, okay? And you should not, you know, put all your chips into this job that ultimately does not give a shit about you. What is the solution? If you can, well, well, one, know how to separate your craft from your income. And two, most importantly, you have to do what is best for you and your family. And if you, again, if you think of a job as an exchange of labor for money, then that's all, that's it. This one box is not the end all be all. And guess what? Getting fired is not the worst thing in the world. It's not like all these HR managers come together on the Applebee's on a Thursday night and discuss the fate of your future. They don't do that. They don't, you know, oh, oh, this Ray Millennial character. We we shall make a pact to not hire him in in this area. And then they, you know, they 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 cut their palm of their hand and they do a handshake, like a blood handshake. No, no, no. That doesn't happen, okay? When you get fired, there's no permanent record. The, the only permanent record is if you reveal that you got fired in an interview. That's only if you let it slip. I got fired. Okay. But that's not the end of the world because guess what? If you get fired, you're allowed to connect, collect unemployment. All right? Also, it's I know in a lot of places, they, they uh, cash out your pay time off depending on if you end on good terms or not. Uh, another thing, and it's very important, uh, your prospective employer, the only question your prospective employer can ask your previous employer is, were they employed at that location before? Not why did you fire him? Was he a good fit? Was he a good? They can't ask those questions. If they ask those questions, it's considered discrimination. So I want you to rethink the concept of a job. Don't be tied down to this box. Now, another thing I want to talk about, which I I think I've pretty much covered. I think I came off like a firecracker here. I've ran out of things to talk about. Um, I might make another episode on this, but if you guys want to explore this further i recommend um 
I recommend books on financial independence. A good one is The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. And another one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, those are classics. Also, anything by Robert Kiyosaki. Now, uh, Robert Kiyosaki is a little bit more brutal in his advice. Um, I also recommend reading the, what's it called? Uh, da, da, da. Where did it go? The Descent of Power by Robert Greene. And this was written around 20, 2010. And The Descent of Power, even back then, even back then, Robert Greene quite accurately predicted that we're in a, in a state of great transition. Okay. Uh, he talks about how companies that are not in a position that can quickly adapt are going to die okay he gives the example of google now google was trying to compete with youtube for the longest and instead of trying to uh compete with them they just simply outright bought them but he also he also argues in order to be fluid and adaptable your company has to be built that way to begin with so uh I agree with him. I think we're in the age of Aquarius and I think the old ways of doing things are changing very rapidly, very rapidly. And I get it, guys. There has to be people available for the emergencies of the world. I get it. But it is my challenge to you to rethink of what a job is and to diversify your income, whatever it may be. Yeah, I just... A good podcast for that is, uh, you know, Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat, ironically enough, because, you know, you think, oh, he just talks about conspiracy theories on there. No, he talks about everything on there. And I recommend um, checking, giving him a listen. One of the things he, Sam Tripoli recommends is doesn't matter how silly you think something may be. What do you think you're good at? Just write it down right now and practice it for 10 minutes a day. Uh, again, guys, I'm, I'm going to have to cut it a little short. I went off like a firecracker there. I came in hot and I ran out of things to talk about, but I might make another episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you next time.